Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Are you feeling stuck? Often as a business owner, you might experience anxiety and that feeling of being stuck and overwhelmed. In fact, anxiety rates have increased by over 25% in the last year. But how can you free yourself from that and curb those limiting beliefs? One of the ways we're going to explore and talk about today is EFT, or you might be more familiar with the word tapping. And I'm joined by Shauna Kaur, an EFT practitioner, to explain what it is, the science behind it and how it works. Or hello, Shauna, should I say morning or not? Hi, Nicole. How are you? you I'm good. Good, thanks you. Well, I'm very interested in this as a topic. So before we go into how you got to discover it, explain to people what it is. Okay. So it is basically a self-help technique. So it is based on Chinese acupuncture, which everybody's probably heard of where they use needles on certain parts of the body. So it's kind of based on that and modern talking therapy. So as we tap on certain parts of the body, we talk about what what it is that's bothering us. It is clinically proven. It does sound a bit wee-wee, but it has been clinically proven to work. So when we go into a state of stress or anxiety, our cortisol level, which is the stress hormone, goes up. And that's when we find ourselves going into or close to fight or flight. So fight or flight, obviously everybody's heard of fight or flight. It's an inbuilt protection mechanism that humans have. And it's basically to keep us alive. And it is supposed to be used for very, very limited amounts of time to get us out of immediate danger. The problem is nowadays with the world we're living in, a lot of people are actually existing in fight or flight. So we're all in this high state of stress and high alert and our stress hormone is really high. And while our stress hormone is high, we're not thinking properly, our body's not working properly. And that's when then things kind of go wrong. That's when we walk into an interview and suddenly our mind goes blank. We can't think of what to say, or we go to do a talk in front of a hundred people, or we go to put ourselves out in social media and suddenly that fear takes over. That's when we've gone into fight or flight. And what EFT tapping does is it takes us out of that state of fight or flight, produces the cortisol level so that we can think more clearly, we can speak more clearly, and it takes us out of that stress or anxiety. Right, and we'll go into the science a little bit more and and a bit more into how it works. But how did you come upon EFT? Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so I got married kind of maybe later than a lot of people. Maybe it's not that late these days, but kind of late 20s. My husband and I had really good jobs. We were both kind of in the corporate world. I traveled a lot with work and we got married and we thought, okay, what's the next step here? We'll have a baby and this will just be the icing on this lovely cake that we have. So when I was 30, I had my first baby and she came into the world and we laugh now with her. She's now 17, but we laugh now that everybody has these lovely wee things for their baby songs, you know. You are my sunshine, but our song for her is she came in like a wrecking ball because she literally came in and blew our lives apart. She didn't sleep for the first two years of her life. She was just completely unsettled. 
And when she was two, so we tried everything we could, you know, all these old wives tales. When you start putting her on the bottle, she'll sleep. When you start spoon feeding her, she'll sleep. When she's crawling, when she's walking and all of these milestones were being ticked off, but still she was completely unsettled. And when I say not sleeping, she was up maybe five, six times a night. I had obviously gone back to work at that stage. I was like a zombie trying to go back to work, trying to keep on this facade of this professional businesswoman. Really, when I was dying inside, when she was two, I finally went to my doctor and explained what was going on. And even now, when I when I tell this story, I think I'm not really sure what I wanted him to do because I didn't even bring her with me. But it was just like this, please, somebody help me. And I told him the story and he sat and listened and he lifted a pen and he said, I'm going to give you something to help her sleep. And I thought, oh, my God, there's something that nobody has told me about. So for some reason, I didn't go and get the prescription. I went home and I Googled what it was and it was an antihistamine. Yeah. And I remember thinking, that's strange. Why is he giving me an antihistamine? I mean, I know that that's for allergies. So I rang, rang him back. These were the days when you could still be talking to a GP. I rang him and I <laughs> When you had the same GP in the, in the, in the surgery rather than just... Exactly. Like, and yeah. they knew who you were. Yeah. Um, I rang him back. I explained what had happened. And I said, I'm j- just a bit confused as to what you've given her. And he said, yeah, yeah, that's right. He said, the side effect of an antihistamine is it will help her sleep. And I got off the phone and I remember thinking, do I really want to give her a medication because of the side effect of that medication? And then what's yeah. the long term? You know, do we keep giving her that? Does that turn into sleeping tablets when she's older? So I had a chat with my husband and I said, look, give me six months to have a look into alternative therapies. I kind of already started dipping my toe in like self-development and alternative healing therapies and things. So I just I thought, right, give us six months. We can survive another six months. And if not, then we may have to go down that route. And as I looked around, I tried different types of therapies. And that's when I came across EFT. So, so it's originally when you were looking for something for your daughter to yes, help her. Right. To help okay. her. And when I brought her then to an EFT practitioner, which is what I am now, she was able to explain that when Olivia was being born, her stress hormone had gone up, which most babies would, as you can imagine, because it's quite a stressful thing to go through. But the majority of babies, it then comes back down to normal. Whereas for some reason, hers, it got stuck. So she was literally stuck in fight or flight. And as soon as she said it, it totally made sense to me because there have been times when my husband or I had spent maybe 20 minutes sitting by the bedside singing, talking to her and she would start to doze over. And then as soon as like a small noise would happen, a really low level noise, she would spring back into awakeness again. So as soon as she said fight or flight, I thought that's exactly what she has been in for these two years. So using tapping, we were able to then turn down the fight or flight response and the cortisol level in her body. And within a few sessions, she was sleeping through the night. It was like night and day. So I then started to use it for that specific reason of settling Olivia when she was a baby. Myself, if I find myself getting slightly stressed, I would use it. Meanwhile, the corporate job was going on in the background. And the more and more that I delved into tapping and kind of self-development and all that sort of stuff, I kept noticing people and thinking she could really, this could benefit her. You know, maybe, for example, a colleague who stopped herself from going for a promotion in work because she knew if she moved to the next grade, she would be expected to stand up in front of a room full of people and deliver training. And the thought of it completely terrified her. So I started to use it with colleagues and friends that I knew were kind of open to it. You know, I wasn't really ready to kind of go into the senior management board meeting and talk about it. But I started to do it kind of on the side with people for business reasons as well. And that's when I really got a, a really strong interest in it. So when my last baby, she's now eight, when she was born, I was off maternity leave. I went and trained as an EFT master practitioner. And then last year I launched Tapping Into Success to basically try and get it out to the wider community, really, and the business community to kind of combine both of my, the sides of my personality. So how does it work though? Because I mean, I've 
dabbled in it and I've not found, like, I found it quite difficult to do. I don't know what, you know, so how does it work? And I suppose, okay. and I'm interested because I think from what I know about, I mean, I'm interested how it worked on your daughter, I suppose, because she's two and she's not understanding what you're saying or she's understanding what you're saying to a point, but you know, with, it's a different level of consciousness and awareness and, and that, yeah. you know, but, but just, so how does it work? And I know it's, and how is it scientifically proven? Okay. So the fact that I was able to use it on her and her not know what I was trying to do. You know, I, she didn't yeah. know, okay, mommy's trying to get me to sleep here. To me, that proves that it works whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. Because it is, it's clinically proven technique. So even if, and I have had people who kind of come to group sessions and you can see, you know, mm, yeah, what's she going to say here? This is all really wee-wee. And then when they start to try it, they feel it. So it's not like something that you have to believe in. There's no kind of placebo effect here. It is yeah. clinically proven to work. So these points that we're tapping on, as I say, are, the, are the same points, some of the same points that they would use in Chinese acupuncture. So instead of using needles, we use the fingertips and we tap on certain parts of the body. And it has been clinically proven that by tapping in these specific parts of the head and body, that that stress hormone is turned down. And one of the big clinical studies that has been done. So obviously there's not as much clinical study that goes into this type of thing than there would be in the, the drug industry, yeah, obviously, yeah, because it's not, not a, it's not a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. There's not really millions of pounds to be made from this because once somebody learns it, they can use it for free for the rest of their lives. You know, they don't have to keep coming back and paying somebody thousands of pounds. But the one big clinical study that's been done in the US was on war veterans, American yeah. army veterans who'd come back from Iraq. And a group of them were diagnosed with really bad post-traumatic stress disorder. You can imagine the type of things that those guys had seen and witnessed and had to do in yeah. the course of in the course of their time there. And they came back and there was a group of them diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. So they split the group into two and they gave one group anti-anxiety medication and they gave another group a certain amount of EFT tapping sessions with a practitioner. And they tested their cortisol at the start of the kind of trials and at the end. And the people who were doing the EFT, their cortisol level had come down much more significantly than the people on the anti-anxiety medication. So is it pulse points you tap or is it like what kind of areas of the body are you tapping? So it is called meridian endpoints. And that's what this is where it does kind of start to sound a bit woo woo. I always say to people when I'm working with them, and especially in the corporate or business environment, I always say, look, I'm not really here to kind of prove to you that it works. I'm here to show you and ask you to go away and try it. So it is meridian endpoints. So we have meridian, meridians that run down both sides of the body. That's where energy flows. If we're in a perfectly balanced state and we're calm and relaxed and feeling really, you know, that feeling of just kind of being really aligned and everything's well with the world. The energy is flowing nicely up and down the body. When that is disrupted, which can be through stress, anxiety, the thought of having maybe a difficult conversation, a trauma that's happened in the past, then that energy gets blocked somewhere in the body. And that's where we feel a bit out of alignment. And that's also that it can then lead to physical, actual physical symptoms. So it has been proven now that a lot of the modern illnesses, inflammation-based illnesses in particular, that like 70% of them are stress-related. So when we don't deal with the stress at the time or kind of as soon as we can, it starts to then cause physical pain, physical discomfort, and then eventually disease as well. So by tapping on these points on the head and the body, we're actually releasing that block so that the energy can flow better up and down the body. So it does two things. It lowers the, the cortisol level, the stress hormone, but it also allows the energy to flow more easily up and down the body. Because when we go into that stress state, the rest of our systems aren't working properly either. If you think of fight or flight, fight or flight is there for you're out for a walk and you step onto a road and you see a bus coming towards you. At that stage, you have to go into fight or flight to keep you alive. Yeah. So you want your arms and legs to work really fast. 
you don't have the time to stand and think, okay, this bus is coming towards me at approximately 30 miles an hour and it's going to take him 15 seconds to get to me and chances are I'm going to be seriously injured. You just need to get yourself out of that situation. So at that time, your arms and legs work really fast and you get yourself out of the danger. The thing is, when you get out of that danger, then you should be able to go naturally back down into a calm state. But when we're constantly surrounded by stress, it may not be a physical danger. It may be turning on the TV in the morning and we hear the news about viruses and economic downturns and interest rates going up. And then we get into the car and there's traffic and we're late for work. Then we go into work and we have to do a stressful meeting or we have to have a conversation with our boss. We're literally in that fight or flight the whole day. And the human body is not designed to exist in that state of high alert. Because when we're in that, our immune system's not working properly. If you think for those couple of seconds of getting out of danger, your immune system doesn't need to be working properly. Your digestive system doesn't yeah. need to be working because you're not going to stop and have a snack while you're getting out of the way of the bus, which is this this one's probably more kind of relevant to your audience. Your logical brain's not working properly because, again, you don't need to be able to hold a conversation while you're getting out of the danger. But if you go into that fight or flight at a time when you really do need to be in having a logical conversation, then that's where the logical brain goes offline and you start to babble. And we've all found ourselves in such, we've all probably got examples of either you go in to do an interview or you go in to have a conversation with a boss or a colleague or somebody who reports to you and you talk and you come back out and you think, oh my God, why didn't I say this? I meant to get this point across. And it's like, you've gone into that, what I call, I carried a watermelon. You know, you just babble and that's, you've gone into fight or flight, your logical brain's gone offline and you can't think clearly. So what EFT tapping is really useful for in a business sense is to keep your logical brain online. Things like even, again, back to kids, exams. We've probably all either been that person or know that person that knows all their stuff. But when they go in and actually sit an exam, they completely go blank. That's where the mind has gone into fight or flight. Logical thinking brain's gone offline and you can't then remember everything that you've learned. By tapping, you're bringing yourself back into a state of calm. So you're not going to know things that you didn't know, you know what I mean? But you're going to remember all the things that you've learned. Everything that's in there is going to be able to come to you at the right time. Are you ready to scale your e-commerce store? Want to do it without having to wear yet another hat and become a digital marketing expert? This episode is brought to you by Neon Digital Clicks, the paid traffic partner for family and women's e-commerce brands wanting to scale their stores from five-figure to six-figure months using Meta, Google and Klaviyo marketing services. Neon is offering listeners a free scaling audit worth £3,000. So whether your sales have plateaued or you're looking for growth, this is a great opportunity to lift the lid on your business and identify where the opportunities are hiding. Head to scalingglow.com to discover just how much revenue you could scale your store to this year. So it's, it's kind of unblocking you. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling, you know, you're just not, you're procrastinating. I was having yes. a, kind of a big, a bit of a, a look online and, and it, I've got like 20 ways EFT can help business owners. And, you know, some of those are setting firm boundaries, removing money blocks, limiting beliefs, gaining more focus, increasing motivation. We're not going to do an EFT session as we chat, but explain how you would work with a client to help them release whatever is holding them back and help them move forward on on it. Okay, so I'll give you an example. That might be a better way. So I had a lady come to me who wanted to set herself up in business. She was like a wellness therapist and she wanted to set herself up doing reflexology and aromatherapy and all that sort of stuff. And the thought, so she knew that in, in order to launch herself as a business, she needed to put herself out there. You know, we all know people buy from people. So 
there's so many times that people would come on to follow me and I would check out their Instagram and their Instagram is full of all these lovely quotes and pictures of their premises and everything, but their faces aren't there or there's no videos. And that is people who they don't actually know why they're holding themselves back, but they're not putting themselves out there because their confidence is too low and they're thinking, oh my God, what would people think of me? All the limiting beliefs come to the forefront of their mind. So when this, when this lady came to me and said, look, I've thought about this for a long time. I'm fully qualified. You find a lot of these people as well. They have certificates coming out of their ears because they keep thinking, oh, I'll just get another home. certificate. Yeah. Yes. And that's where they're, they're stuck saying. in the learning zone. Yeah. Yeah. And they think, okay, if I could get one more certificate, if I could have one more frame certificate behind me, then people will buy from me. And you're like, okay, you have enough certificates. You know what you're doing. It's time to now put yourself out there. And that's where this kind of knowing doing gap, they know what they should be doing, but they're not actually doing it. And the procrastination kicks in, as you mentioned there, it really helps with procrastination. And that procrastination is really just another way of holding ourselves back. We think of every excuse why we can't do it. I'll launch myself when my youngest goes to school. I'll launch myself when my husband changes his job and his shifts suit better. I'll launch myself when, 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 and we're holding ourselves back. And we call it procrastination. But again, what it is, is the limiting beliefs come up when we think of putting ourselves out there. So this lady came to me, we talked about her first pressing issue. We always start with what is the one thing that if we could start to clear would really start to have an impact. The way I explain it, Nicole, is we're all a bit like an onion. There's all these layers to us. And what we need to do is we need to start with the first layer. Often with tapping, people will come to me thinking they need to tap on this layer. But when we peel that back, we find that maybe there's something else blocking here. So the first thing with her was the embarrassment about putting herself out in social media. What would people think? You know, people know me as somebody who did this other job and they don't know that I've gone in the background and got all these qualifications and now I'm going to put myself out there. What would people say about me? So we started tapping on the limiting beliefs. We literally start with the negative. And this is where a lot of people who are involved in this type of work go, oh, hold on a minute, starting with negative. I'm really used to positive thinking. I do positive affirmations every morning. And positive affirmations are great and they have their place. But when your head's full of all the limiting beliefs, it doesn't matter how many times you stand in front of the mirror and high five yourself and tell yourself you're wonderful. But you because don't the voice it. in the back of your head is still going to go, Mm-mm, you're not Your judge is too strong. Yeah, yeah, like the, the judge is too strong. So exactly. you're, on the surface, you're going, high five, you're amazing. But inside, you're just going, you're not really, you're not going to be able to do yeah. this. Or what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So what we do when we first start tapping is we actually voice the negative. So we start tapping, we tap on the top of the head. We say, okay, the thought of putting myself out in social media is really terrifying me. Then we move through the points. Even the thought of putting a photograph up makes me feel, and she'll tell me how she feels, makes my heart beat faster, makes my palms go sweaty. It gives me a tight throat because I don't want to even say the words. So we tap through the negative until the negative starts to lessen a bit. And then we start to tap in. We move then what I call into the neutral. So maybe I could be more open to putting myself out. Maybe I'm not ready for a video, but I could start this week with a photograph. Maybe it's time for me to introduce myself. Who really cares what people think? It's kind of moving more into that, opening myself up to thinking differently. And then by the end of the session, this is all in one session. By the end of the session, we're tapping in. It's time for me to put myself out there. I have all the certificates I need. I know that I can do this. And the last piece of the puzzle is just me putting myself out there. So that's the type of way that we work through the blocks. And when you're working with them, are you saying... Is it the other person that has the limiting beliefs that's saying, what if I start with a photograph or what are you suggesting that and they're tapping on it? Well, so when I say it's an hour, an hour session, you know, there's maybe 10 minutes of talking, then five minutes of tapping. Then I check in. Okay. How are you feeling? So the first 10 minutes of talking, I'm saying, okay, so imagine if I was to tell you now 
that straight after this call, I want you to record a video and put yourself out. How does that make you feel? And they go, oh, hold on a minute. That makes me feel really sick. I can, yeah. I can even feel my heart beating faster because the thing is with the human mind, we don't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So even them thinking about putting themselves out there gives me the kind of the things that I can then tap on. The worst case scenario, as you say. So then we tap on, I've noted down what they're saying and then using, I kind of use their words back to them. Yeah. And then I'll say, check in. Okay. How are we feeling now? And they'll say, okay, I'm starting to feel a bit more comfortable. My chest, maybe not quite as tight. And I say, okay, so if you're not ready to do a video, how would you feel about doing a photo? Uh, maybe slightly uncomfortable. Okay, let's tap on that. Even though it feels slightly uncomfortable, I think I can get through this. I think I can push out of my comfort zone. Mm. And this week I'll commit to putting myself out there on photo. Then we check in again. And then by the end of the session, they're, you can already tell they're starting to open themselves up a bit to, you know what, maybe it's time I did this. I have all the certificates I need. I know what I'm doing. And that's where we start to tap in the positive. We don't go straight to the, yo, I'm wonderful. I'm awesome. High-fiving. But we do gently lead them towards the positive. So by the end of an hour long session, you do already start to feel more kind of energized. And I find a lot of people would feed back to me after a couple of days saying, not only have I put myself out there, but I've also done a couple of things around the house that I've been putting off. Or, you know, I've dealt with that admin that I've needed to do or got in touch with the bank about something. It's like it kind of just clears all of that procrastination and you're ready then to really start taking action. And then what I do at the end of every session is, we record a full tapping script, which will be the negative, the neutral, into the positive without stopping to check in. Yeah. And that usually lasts about six or seven minutes. And then I send them the video. And, and the then for the week in between sessions, I ask them to do that video once or twice a day so that they're also helping to clear away those layers. Yeah. So that then when they come on the next week, they might say, do you know what? The thought of putting myself out in video now, it's fine. I can do that. But what's really worrying me now is, and this is the example again of the lady who came to me, is setting prices, is asking people for money because I've only ever done this with friends and family and I don't charge them. So the thought of actually telling people how much I'm going to charge, that brings up fear for me. And then we started to tap on that and that went back to childhood. Right. We're not born with an idea of what money is, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. We learn that from our parents or caregivers. So it turned out her father had had his own business and he was constantly under money pressure and money was this big dark cloud in the family. And one one day his business was going really well and the, it was great. The family was great. The next day, maybe things had dipped and she was very aware of this as a child. She'd picked up on that negative energy around money. So even the thought of asking for money was bringing back those negative limiting beliefs about money. So then we were able to tap on that. And so over the course of, I think it was maybe six sessions I did with this person, over the course of those six sessions, the tapping kind of leads us to wherever that next layer is. And yeah. we start to peel away at that. And after the sixth session, she has launched herself as a business. I still follow her now on Instagram. She's doing really well. And she'll check in every now and again to say, yeah, things are going great. Business is going well, feeling much more confident. And that's a kind of real success story. And some people will have that. And then maybe in three months time, they'll come back and say, you know, can we do maybe a top up session? Because those limiting beliefs are starting to kick in again. Maybe the business is going really well. It's maybe time to increase prices or it's time to put myself out even bigger. It's time to do a website or it's time to you know, Go a business fair or something. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, I'm starting to feel those blocks. Because the other thing that tapping does, once we get used to doing it on a regular basis, it makes us a lot more self-aware. So instead of that, oh, I'm, pro I'm not procrastinating. It's just that I'm really busy or I want to wait until the kids are at school. You actually start to kind of catch that wee voice on and go, hold on a minute. Let's actually dig down a bit. Why am I procrastinating? It's not because I want to wait until it's the perfect time for the family. It's because of some sort of fear. And you become a lot more self-aware of, okay, let's actually question myself a little bit rather than just listening to that wee voice.
in my head that's trying to keep me small. And it seems or sounds like that you can get a result quite quickly. Yes. You can start to feel the shifts after one session. So I'm not saying everything's cured after one session, but definitely after one session, you start to feel a bit lighter. You start to feel a bit more positive about whatever it was that was worrying you. And then as you start to do it every day, you really, it's like an incremental, you know, it's like each time you do it, you're kind of peeling away another layer. So you really can start to see things move quite quickly. There are other people that have come to me and it takes a bit longer or maybe what they're dealing with is a lot bigger. Maybe it comes from like a real trauma that's happened in childhood and we really need to dig into that. But still, even for things like that, we always end the R on the positive. Mm. So and what I have found, Nicole, no matter what people come to me with, whether it is holding themselves back launching a business, whether it's holding themselves back from stepping up for a promotion in work, whether it is a fear or a phobia, which a lot of people would come to me with as well. Really, what it comes down to is feeling safe. Yeah. So even if we just tap on, it is, I am safe right now in my body because the opposite of safe is fight or flight. What fight or flight is telling your body is right now you're not safe. And that's good if you're physically not safe because you need that drive to get you into safety. But if you're actually feeling that way, just about all the stuff that's maybe going on in the world or all the stuff that's going on around you, then that's, that's not a healthy, a healthy place to be living. And as I always say, we can't change what's going on around us. What we can change is our reaction to it. Yeah. And you find then you move from a place of reacting to something to actually taking a breath and choosing how to respond. So even though somebody will come to me for tapping around, launching themselves in a business, the actual act of tapping brings their kind of baseline down from fight or flight to a much calmer state. So it even affects then how they parent, how they interact with colleagues, you know, how they get along with people maybe they have a bit of a difficult relationship with because it gives you that kind of space to just take yeah. a breath instead that of that immediately reacting to things, which a lot of us do, and then walking away and regretting it after. Yeah, it sounds like it gives you that perspective to, like you said, to take a breath, to breathe and to just to uncloud your mind because you're not fighting the stress hormone. You're not doing in fight or flight. You're you're then having the time to go take the logical, have the logical thoughts of, right, what's the next step that we need to do or whatever. Yes. So it's almost like, okay, how would I like to respond to this? And then using that rather than just getting that emotional thing. As I always say, if fight or flight is at this level and complete calm monk like Zen is down here, a lot of people are here. They're just under the fight or flight. So one small thing happens in their day and bang, they're already in fight or flight. Yeah. But if we can reduce that set point to lower, very few of us are going to get to the Zen like state of emotion, unfortunately. But if we can get it lower, then yes, all these things are still going to happen, but we're going to have a slight spike and come back down to our set point again, rather than we're going to go straight into fight or flight just because somebody says something to us wrong or, you know, we get ourselves caught in traffic or we're 10 minutes late for a meeting. So if we can get the set point down by continuing to tap daily, then we still have all the things that are happening that will stress us out, but it'll be short term and it'll be, won't be as dramatic and we'll come back down to that set point again. Mm. But it's a really interesting subject. And I think, you know, for, for people that are listening, you know, if you're, um, like Shauna said, you're holding back from launching a business or you're holding back from increasing your prices or you've quantum leap and the business is amazing. And you're like, do you know what? It's time to look for investment. But how do I get, you know, you're holding back from doing that or you're procrastinating around that or, yeah. you know, you're doing everything in the world except picking up the phone and speaking to retailers that is gonna, that's going to help grow your business and do the wholesale side of things. 
look at what I think it's kind of look at what you're procrastinating about and what you're yeah. self-sabotaging about and then go and speak to Shauna <laughs> and so where can people find you Shauna and how can they work with you so where I am most active is on Instagram so it's at tapping into success just all one word t-a-p-p-i-n-g into success and that's where I post kind of what I'm doing. And there's also a couple of videos on there where if people can actually try it out for like a five minute video. As I always say about tapping, Nicole, the great thing about tapping is once you've learned it, you can apply it to so many areas of your life. So the people that come to me to learn it about business can then apply it, can then use it with their kids if they're unsettled or unhappy or going through exams, can use it if they're going through a relationship breakup. So it's not something that you learn for one thing and you only ever use it for that one thing. But then people will say, well, what then why why work with a practitioner if it's so easily learned and so easily used at home? And the way I explain it is you can go on to YouTube today and you can pull up lots of videos about tapping and you can learn the points where exactly to tap. And you can use that to generally keep yourself in a more relaxed state. I kind of liken it to if you go to the gym and you just work your way around the machines, you'll get a general level of fitness. That's good. It's better than nothing. But if you want to work towards a specific goal in the gym, if you want to go for a competition or you want to run a marathon, the chances are you'll bring in an expert to help you do that. And that's mm. the same with the tapping. If you if there's something specific that you really want to work on, it's much better to come to a practitioner because a bit like the gym, we don't push ourselves as hard when we're there on our own. Whereas yeah. if you've got somebody standing beside you saying, okay, 10 more reps, even though you're going to hate them at the time, you're going to do it. So that's a bit like what I do. I kind of push you a bit more out of your comfort zone and ask the probing questions. So maybe you're, I'm opening doors up to things that you don't really want to admit to yourself. So if you're quite a successful or a very successful businesswoman or person, you might not want to say, actually, the thought of going to investors and asking them for a certain amount of money still fills me with fear. But by me asking you the questions, I'm opening up that and that kind of, it can be quite painful and it can be, you know, emotional to get that out. But that's where the benefit is of working with a practitioner. There's two benefits, really. One is to learn it properly. So people will say, oh, yeah, I learned it from a book. And I think that would be a very difficult thing to learn from a book. It's much better to learn it with somebody where we, we can see each other like this. And you're actually you're mirroring physically what the I'm point doing. points. Yeah. Yeah. Not pain points, and then, but the emotional points. Exactly. So you're tapping in the right place. And then you're also saying the right thing. Because a lot of people will come to me and say, I tried to learn it from a book. I didn't know quite what to say. So, you know, a practitioner can kind of help you bring those yeah. words, the right words and, in. And- like you said, using your your gym and your trainer analogy, it's like at the at the gym, the trainer will write you a program, and that's the program then you stick to to target the issue or to target to get to the goal. You know, yes, go to the gym without the program, but once you have, if you have it with you, you'll get there faster. Exactly, and we we all know that you can go to the gym and say, "I've been in the gym for an hour, but really you've faffed about for half of it, wondering what to do with some of the machines." Yeah. And that's a bit like tapping. And probably, you know, you had said there you tried it, but didn't it didn't really gel, and that might be just because. You were trying yeah. yourself and there's a lot to think about. You know, you're tapping on a part of the body. You're wondering how many times you have to tap, how hard you have to tap, what exactly you're supposed to be saying. And it can become that, you know, almost like that thing when you were a child where you're patting the top of your head and rubbing your stomach and you're not quite sure what you're focusing on. Whereas when somebody takes that stress away and says, okay, you don't need to think about what points you're tapping on because you'll just be following me. And once we get to the end of a one hour session, then you start to feel more comfortable, at least with the points. So you can go away and use it for general stress relief and things like that so I I'm, do, sold. Two ways. I'm sold <laughs> <laughs> there's two ways that I work Nicole I every now and again and actually I have one coming up in a couple of weeks I will do a group introductory session so this is virtual people just dial in from all over and you can see me on the screen for me this is for people who are kind of you know those people sure. who are following you on social media and they're kind of going mm, I'm a bit interested but I'm maybe not quite ready to go for one-to-ones 
So this is an hour and a half session where you learn the tapping points. We talk a lot about the type of thing we have talked about, where it can be applied, what type of thing you can apply it for. But we actually go into the tapping. So we do quite a bit of the tapping on the call with people. And that's for people who want to learn it for general stress and anxiety, or they're just a bit curious and they want to find out about it. And then what usually happens from that is, so say I have 10 people sign up for an introductory session, usually three or four of them will then come back to me after and say, okay, now that I know what it is, and now that I know you and I trust you with it, I'd like to do some sessions one-to-one on this specific thing. The other five or six will go away and maybe use it just on general stress and anxiety. And that's great. That's like going to the gym and finding your way around the machines. Great. It's keeping you at that general fitness level or general relaxation level. But then quite a few of them will come back for one-to-ones because while we've been doing the group session, they're starting to think, oh, that might be useful for this issue that I have at work or this thing that I have going on at home. And that's where it works. And then the one-to-ones, usually I encourage people to sign up for at least three because although we can start to feel the shifts after one session, it's great even in our heads on session one that we have another two weeks to really focus. So we're not like trying to rush through and trying to get through all this stuff. Because some of these beliefs may be something that we picked up when we were 10 years old. And yeah, that may be 30 years ago. So in an hour. we're not going to share them all in one hour. Yeah. So I usually ask people to commit to three just to give us that time. And also it means they've got the days in between to tap on the video so that when they come back on each week, they've already started to clear those layers themselves. At a different level. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. All your contact details are going to be in the show notes as well. So those people that are interested in finding out more, you can go and have a look there. I will be back again next week with another great guest. And thank you for listening to Start, Scale, Succeed. And if you've enjoyed it, I'd love for you to go and leave a review so that more people can find the podcast and it can help them in their business and moving forward. Thanks very thank much. Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Start, Scale, Succeed. If you've enjoyed today, I would love for you to leave a review and I will see you again next week. If you'd like to hear more from me, your host, Nicole Higgins, you can follow me on Instagram at The Buying Retail Coach. Check out my website, www.thebuyingretailcoach.com or find me on LinkedIn. All the links are below in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to my newsletter, The Step, for lots of helpful tips and advice.